Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 422. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me here at the Casa de Cold Coffee in an absolutely gorgeous Las Vegas, Nevada, after... After dealing with the longest winter in Las Vegas history, just, I mean, uh, epic cold. That 60-degree weather. Oh, oh my God. Just, after battling through, you know, just wearing parkas every day outside and shoveling snow. And and I, I feel like I haven't seen your face in so long because you have had one of those snee- uh, ski masks oh, on just, for, for ages. Just stay warm. Just I'm, stay I'm, warm. I'm bundling up. I'm wearing blankets everywhere. No, now we're finally out. I think we're going to hit 100 degrees oh my this this weekend, just the way it's supposed to be. That's why we live it's in the It's too desert. early for that. Uh, it's too early for 100. It is April. Spring was a fantastic two weeks here in Las if Vegas. That. It's, if it's, that. It's going to summer quick. Uh, no, but it's good to be back together. Good to be back in, in Las Vegas. Obviously, uh, wrapped up a, a very, very busy week last week. I know you were pulling double duty last yeah. week, doing a little MMA and some boxing as well. How was The sweet science. How was the world? Obviously, it ended up being a phenomenal it was fight, a man. fight. And it really was. It, it looks like it's breaking, you know, bo- well, not box yeah. office records, but it's one of the, you know, most profitable they've had in a long time. I, I, I said it going into it, and I'll say, I'm so glad that both those guys were willing to take it. Um, it really did end up being a good fight, and I appreciate, you know, Two young guys like that willing to put their reputation on the line and yeah. turn out. But you were you were on site. I know you weren't there uh, during fight night because you were night, at the right. apex for fight night. But you covered everything else. How, how was it? it looked I like mean, there was some buzz in terms of like seeing the crowd like that was sitting out there for the the weigh-ins. It was unbelievable. Yeah. When I looked around, I couldn't believe how many people. And granted, when Connor and Mayweather did their thing, it was a little bit different because they had this little walk around, so the crowd right. kind of stretched behind us as well. In this particular instance, since the camera deck and stuff was right in the middle and the walk wasn't around the side, all the crowd was off to the sides. But when you looked at the wings of the sides where the the crowd was and then they stretched in front, it was packed. Right. It was packed. I did like a little video and I just sort of did like a 360 view. Uh, I can't even imagine the numbers, but it was it was in the thousands of yeah. people that had came out for it. And, That's awesome. And it wasn't even crazy hot, but it was still the sun was going. Like it's a lot to ask, you know. I mean, the first people came out, and then like the main card wasn't even going to come out for like another thirty minutes later. So I was like, man, people are just going to be out there. And I saw some dude drop down in front of me. I was like, oh my god, out, passed out in front. And I was like, no, this is going to be bad. Oh. Pass out. They pick him up and they're like, "Hell, a medic, medic, we need a medic," and the guy drops again. And I was like, "Oh my god, am I gonna see somebody fucking die because a boxing wants to do this in the wow. middle of the day?" Um, thankfully, he, he uh, a medic finally come up and they were, he was able to sort of walk assisted out of that throngs, and then hopefully they got him some you know hydration and covered stuff. But he looked pale as all get out. Did I was like, "Oh beer, my god!" Or was he able to keep it from? Uh, I didn't see a beer. <laughs> oh, you so know, I didn't see a beer. Uh, you usually, know, he probably drank his beer before that. I was say, before he got the over dehydration there. in Las Vegas has a little something to do yeah. with some alcohol. There was a as there well. was definitely um, some weed consumption <laughs> going on. I, I was definitely getting the, the contact buzz up there. But in terms of uh, the the crowd being into it, it was awesome. Even at the press conference uh, the day before or a couple days before, or I guess it was the day before. Um, the crowd reaction was great. People were cheering for both sides. I mean, definitely both camps had a lot of people into it. And so, yeah, I mean, when you heard people sort of like the, the promoter saying, like, the winner of this is going to be the face of boxing, you know, right. it was very unique in that sense where you could kind of definitely feel that, you know, you definitely felt that if Garcia would have won, a lot of people would have loved that. And, and, you know, being this young, uh, you know, attractive-looking guy. You know, I could see where all the, the ladies would just be like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to start paying attention to boxing again. Right. And then you got Javante, who came from where he came up. A lot of people want to embrace his story and how he's come up. 
um, both sides had just their great fan bases, but both of the fan bases mixed well as well. So it was kind of not like the tension. Of, not, there was no tension. It wasn't yeah, like in yeah. the past where oh my god, fuck your guy. Oh yeah, fuck you. You know, it yeah. wasn't like the Mexicans versus uh, you know some you know. The, the white fans the, or something like that. The Russians and the Irish. The Russians and the Irish, yeah, where they're like the crowd. I mean, like everybody seemed just wanted to see um, a good fight. So yeah. it was really – it was cool actually being in the environment. Granted, the media still sucks ass. Um, but uh, <laughs> but for the most just part, even that was – Just throwing out there. Even though it wasn't so bad. It's just so chaotic, bad. right? It's, it's just so chaotic. chaotic. Well, that was the thing. All right, so we get there, and I could see where the, the, um, where the, the stand's going to be. And I was like, me and Oscar end up sneaking in early to put our sticks up nice. there. But then when we get there a little bit early and people start filing in, the fucking uh, – I, I, I don't want to say her name. Well, not that she's ever listened, but the, <laughs> one of the heads of the, the PR firms um, was, like, right there on the stage. And so I'm going on there to get to my sticks. She's like, uh, who are you? Uh, I'm, just, uh, I'm trying to get my sticks over there. I, I'm like, of course, I dropped the USA Today. By the way, that's term for a tripod, by yeah. the way, if anybody doesn't know what sticks <laughs> are. I was like, I'm you know, just trying to get but there. But you dropped she's, the USA Today sports. I was like, USA Today. She's oh, like yeah. – Okay, okay. All right. Then Oscar tried to get to his, and she's like, who are you with? And then she pushed him down uh, <laughs> to the, the level below. Uh, he eventually, because Casey, I told Casey where I was. Casey, I don't think he was even shooting for Showtime, but um, with their connections or whatever, uh, they he was up on the there with me as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Oscar eventually came up and was able to tuck right next to him. We nice. kind of pulled him up there right. with us and stuff. But but I just thought that was interesting. I was like, so we did everything we could to sneak in there, get her, then get our spots. And they were still but like, they were nope. still like, no, get the fuck down. And I'm just like – and we always joke about it, you know, we're so spoiled in the sense of that the UFC takes such good care of us yes. during the events and stuff so that when we go somewhere else and we're just forced to be like, you know, nobody's again, then you're just struggling to try to get access. So, true. so then when we try to be smart and cool and like, oh, we're going to get there early, we're going to get our sticks in the spot. That wasn't even enough then. They still finally, you know, but I think that partially too was just a matter of if she wasn't there on the stage right at the very beginning it probably wouldn't have been an issue, you right. know, because then you just, just show up. Because boxing just always, they just, it's a doggy dog. They oh, just, they you just get the spot people. and there it is. Bro, they'll, you move, know? You they'll, they'll, they'll yeah. move your gear out of the way. And so I think we just had bad timing of, of sort of setting up while she was there. Uh, but I was glad that USA, name dropping USA Today Got still to. worked. Still Got worked. Uh, but, um, a fine public. But it was, it is, it is, it is. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was fine, and I, you know, uh, watching the fight too. Um, it's one thing, you know, I'll bitch and always bitch and moan about doing boxing, but it's cool if the, there's an actual fight that I'm actually interested in seeing, and I was definitely interested in this one, and the, the fight delivered. The big boxing fights, and that's and that's one thing that I'll still stand by to this day. Like overall, boxing, like they don't do a good job of making the whole card feel big, right? Like I mean, nobody even shows up for the prelims, whereas the UFC. Now, granted, I mean the UFC, it's not like the, the house is packed for the prelims, but I, just it's the same product almost all the way through, you know, yeah. a little bit bigger at the end, of course, because, you know, now the lights go all the way down, and now Buffer yep. punches a little bit more, but they make the early fights still feel like important fights. Yeah, did you see Oscar's tweet No, he sent out? You, like, it was, like, early in the night where uh, he was up on the stands, and it was, like, empty. He's like, dude, I think there's more people at the Apex than there are right That's there. hilarious. <laughs> dude, it's crazy how, like, late it is. Even, like, the media doesn't even show up. They don't show up. But, but a big boxing fight, when you get to the big boxing yeah. fights, man – they feel big. And it's the walk-ins. different energy the, Yeah, stuff. the spectacle of, like, the yeah. walk-ins is so cool, you know. But it, you need the you need that crowd to sort of embrace it. I mean, boxing does a really good job of those last walkouts, maybe just because it's building up and it's building up there and there's finally that anticipation. Those last final walkouts of, like, the main event has always been pretty cool in yeah. boxing. I always thought they did a really so, good job little, of that. Maybe a few too many people in the ring. Maybe a few too many people in the ring. That's the theme for the whole damn week. <laughs> 
too many damn people on the press conference. There's right. way too many people up there on the stage for like the Wayans. I don't know if you saw like the Wayans. So the Wayans, when they do their face off, they started getting a little chippy. Yeah, yeah. Bernard Hopkins went saw up there, that. and then they started getting into it. But then people started like getting grabby and pushy. Esther, I didn't see it in my video, but I watched Casey's video. Um, Esther actually got bumped, was like getting bumped off the stage. She's like trying to grab onto something to keep her like from getting like pushed off physically. So she still eventually had to step down and regather herself to get back up. But when you got that many people up there and then, you know, if something like that starts to happen, it's one thing if it's just there's no control. You can't control 10,000 pounds of people pushing each other up there, Mm -hmm. you know? So uh, it was just crazy, you know, and and just stuff like that. And and it's funny because half of those people too. Are commission folk, promotion folk that just want to be seen. They just want to be on the thing. I'm like, none of them need to be there, you right. know. And it's just so that whole. I know that that harkens back to the probably the 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 big days of boxing and all this other shit. But you know, at some point, nobody ever got the decision to, or the the mindset to say, guys, do we really need to all be there? Right. It'd be one thing maybe if it was just one promoter doing it, but then when you start having multiple promoters put into it and then you have the the showtimes in there well, and honestly, then you have this guys in there you know it just gets think, crazy if you think about it from a production standpoint like the whole thing i mean obviously the weigh-in serves an official purpose that they do actually have to make weight but the bottom line is you want that face off you want those last images you want that last little, and honestly when there's people on there they end up getting in the way of you having your iconic shot you don't have yeah. you know what i did mean did you see the the interviews that happened after it no Eric, so it, they call uh the guy hands off uh, verbally to Ariel, he's like, for now, for interviews of Friday, we're going to hand it off to the intrepid sports, inter- you know, Ariel Huani. He's like, take it away, Ariel. And he's like, Ryan, so, but, and he starts going in this thing. We're like, wait, where are they at? Where are they at? You can't see him. I knew where Ryan was physically because he walked in. He was on the, if you're facing, if you're looking at the stage, so he, he was on the like right hand side. struggle to find him? You couldn't find him. <laughs> they were behind so many people. So and I think Ryan was still sitting down because there was a part where I could see his knee in between somebody's legs or whatever. So I'm like, Oh, they're literally still sitting down. So I was like, Ariel's either sitting down next to him or he's like kneeling down to get this interview. I see like a boom arm with a, uh, you know, the mic poking over. And I'm sure he had a stick mic as well. Um, but you couldn't even see him because there was so many fucking people. I was like, what's the point of that? So crazy. How are you going to, how does that even make it a show unless they had a camera guy that was right there just knowing that it's going to be a shit show. So maybe they had a camera guy on that side. Luckily, when it got to time to actually interview Javante, they pulled him to the front so everybody could see that part of the interview. But there's a whole interview that you don't even see them because there's just too many people on the stage. So I'm like, bizarre. who doesn't get the mindset to finally just say, guys, we got to stop this. We got to do something, that's you know? Funny. So basically, you got your annual uh, taste of boxing, yes, and, and that's, yes. we're done for 2023. I hope so, but <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not very confident. But it just depends. I mean, granted, that being said, if it's another cool super fight, I do like it when I've been – uh, asked to do like the uh, Canelo fights before. Right. That's a cool fight. Yep. Um, if Triple G or something came out, I'd do that. If, you know, the big ones that I'm intrigued about, I don't mind doing those. Yeah, but yeah. don't send me to random whatever, whatever. Like guys I've never heard of. Which is half the boxing anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, like this one had like three title fights under right under it, and I had no idea who they were. <laughs> You know, and one was one. They, I mean, they were they were good fights. I mean, they were legit boxers. It's funny, and I say legit boxer because now we're seeing more and more boxing with this crossover, like uh, social media guy yeah, boxing. And what I'm like, these are like legit boxers, you know. Um, but the, the one, uh, the guy right before, I forget what the fight was, but the dude dropped him, finished him early, and and that you don't 
granted you see that, but I think a lot of times you have the smaller guys. Yeah. They just they're stamina and they just don't maybe they just don't have the power or whatever. But he actually knocked him out or finished him, I believe. And I was like, dude, fuck yeah. That's awesome. Um, but I was mainly just trying to get this fight. But um but it was cool. But yeah, I don't I definitely didn't mind it because I was intrigued by the the thing, but that's few and far between. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be hard to kind of match that in terms of um, it was a big just one. star power. It was a big one. You know, really, it was really, you know, like they called it a super fight, and it was because there's two two huge names in the sport that uh, have a long future in the sport. Yep. You know, definitely be carrying the uh, the the face of boxing. If they said, but I liked it because it, it lived up to the hype. Agreed. You know, Agreed. Uh, there's so many times we hear so much shit and they talk about, it and you're just like, oh, please just live up to a fraction, and it actually lived up to it. So, and the fact that we saw a finish. Um, that was cool. That was very, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Got a definitive finish. No, no yep. controversial decision. Where didn't, people didn't, didn't have to go to the judges and do some weird shit because you know it's funny. I think uh, even I mean we watch enough MMA stuff and we still get that shit wrong. You know sometimes when I'm watching boxing, unless it's somebody that's clearly just dominating, it's easy. You know, but then other times I'm like I don't know how to score. Like I have yeah. a terrible time scoring someone unless it's like a clear whatever. Um, but in this one, I was like, dude, I don't know, I don't know, and then. Didn't even have to worry about it. That's so wild, I thought that man. was pretty That's cool, good. man. Well, I got to do things a, a little bit different. I uh, did not work the event last weekend. I was no, I, I was planning on it, but I, I, I after I missed the media day and I missed the weigh-ins because I was in Florida for CFFC, I just thought, you know what? You know, you, let's do something a little different. Why don't we just go hang out and watch the fight? So I brought the family to watch. I, I tell you what, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really do enjoy every now and then just getting to sit back and watch fights, not have to write anything about it, not have to worry anything about it. Um, and so I do enjoy getting to do that every now and then and kind of just, I guess, being a fan again, you know what I mean? Just to yeah. get to be there and, and be, be a fan. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, I was seated next to a couple different families Man, it is like families of the fighters that were competing. Man, it is such a reminder of what a stressful damn situation oh, yeah. this is. I, I talked about it a little bit on the and a half episode over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. But, man, just that emotion, like parents, wives, girlfriends, like seeing what they go through uh, while somebody's fighting, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a stressful experience. <laughs> yeah. you, you just can't – I can't help but feel the stress for them. You yeah. know what I mean? And I it's just, hard to not – you try not to stare and watch it, but it's, it's so intriguing. It's, like, it's compelling. Like watching the, the emotions, and, and it's hard to not feel like what they're feeling and to feel for oh. them, you know? I mean, it's – because you, you look on one side and you see the family and you're like, oh, look at the joy. And then you look on the other side, you're like, you see every emotion, every pain. Oh, it's They're the so, worst. It's, 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 it's the it's, worst. And then I'm like, please don't catch me looking. But I'm like, it's, it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's I was, so cool and it was funny because I was seated. It was two different fights, but I was seated next to one family uh, where, their, where their loved one won. And I was sitting next to one where their loved one lost. So it definitely got to see like that range yeah. of emotions. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, man. I it's just such a reminder what this is. But it was it was good to be able to hang out. A couple of uh, having a couple uh, cocktails uh, helped with my stress level. I was able to deal, <laughs> have a have a couple of drinks. Which speaking of uh, having a couple of cocktails, uh, cold coffee. I think you might have had yourself a night last yeah, night, sir. Yes, I I, uh, yes, I got I, and I, I was tipped <laughs> off to to what might be coming today here at when when I saw a tweet. And it was only about 10 p.m. when I saw this tweet. But you, you put out. You said, "What ifs." Is it weird to be heartbroken over decisions or lack thereof of your past that enabled you to become who you are today? Dot dot dot. I mean, it's a. I think that's a good read. I feel like you could do better. Can can I get get, dig down a little bit, a little more somber, a little more? Think think back to when you're still finding your life and you're like in your twenties, and 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 then you now you twice over your life and you're looking back and you're thinking, what ifs? Is it weird to be heartbroken over decisions or the lack thereof of your past? That enabled you to become who you are today. Yes. 
I like that. That was very Anthony Bourdain like. If Anthony was here, I'd say uh, Anthony, he, he gives, give 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 me a give me a, a shot. Uh, so I immediately was just tweeted back at you. I'm like, so you're going to be hungover tomorrow? Like, I'm like obviously, uh, you are having some cocktails yes. right now. If we're getting into some deep reflection, we're getting some reflection. on a Tuesday night where we're going to Twitter to express our feelings to the world. Like these are some emotions that have got to come out of you. I know how often I use Twitter. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, oh my god, and, and and I was like, this dude's definitely drinking. And then, I, and then, sure enough, I showed up media day today at the Apex, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. we uh, we didn't even really get a chance to talk about it. But you you we said hit some, we you went bar crawl. You went pretty night. hard. I think you called it a mini bar crawl. Mini bar crawl. And then and then continued to name off like seven locations. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's seven pro- locations. Yeah, that's a proper is not bar a crawl. mini bar crawl. Yeah. That's a what bar would be crawl. A, what is a mini? What would you call it? Like three spots? Three spots would be three a mini spots. bar crawl. Oh, yeah. Then okay, I did a yeah. I did a full <laughs> Seven different locations in four different parts of town yeah. is not a bar, a mini bar crawl. Yeah, and they got some steps in in the in the, in the process too. So that got was some good. Steps in, yeah, they that was your, nice. Got your exercise, got your little exercise and stuff. But so, so, I realized I, I should have ate more uh, <laughs> as the process. We had uh, we had some tacos from that Soul Belly Barbecue that's there in the the Arts District, yeah, right yeah, next yeah. to Huddle and stuff. Really good. Next to the Nevada Brew Works, and then there's uh, the the Soul Belly, and then Huddle. Really H-E-G-L. cool. Arts District, by the way, if you're ever visiting Las Vegas, obviously you're here for the Strip. You want to yeah. see the big play, but if you want to get off the Strip a yep. little bit. It's on Main Street. It's on Main Street. The Arts District has really turned into a cool spot, man. A lot of little Such bars and restaurants. a cool little area. I mean, like, yep. years back, that would have been – I mean, it's still like a, on the, some of the side streets. It's very sort of industrial-ish looking. There's, like, car um, maintenance places, um, lots of antique stores and some other – even some of the antique stores have came up – after they started revitalizing right. it, it looks shady as fuck. Back in the day, you would oh, you would yeah. not stop there. You no. just it's like you drive through there because you're trying to get to Charleston or you're trying to get to the courthouse yep. or something. Yep. Uh, but now uh, it's fantastic. So we actually started at Dino's, um, then walked from Dino's just straight up. It's just right up around like a few blocks, and then we were there. But the Nevada Dino's proper dive bar yeah. institution. Oh. Proper dive bar. Oh, I mean, it's like you walk in and you either smell smoke or you either smell urine usually. And today, this <laughs> particular both. one. Or both. or both. This one, it was stronger in the uh, smoke avenue. Okay. But it's funny because once you sit down and you have a couple beers. You don't notice I didn't anymore. even notice it. Nah, I was like, oh, I, I, I don't smell anything. It smells like roses in here. Did you go but PBR? I did. Gotta go PBR. I didn't get any of them right. None? You didn't None. get any free ones? None. <sighs> so, yeah, and that's another good thing about Dino. So, if you go to Dino's, they play uh, – it's like on the PBR, it's like I don't know what you call it—the card game or something. Underneath the cap of the PBRs, there is a a suit and a number. And if you guess the suit right, with being spades, diamonds, clubs, hearts, you get the beer for free. That's right. Back in the day, I, I was told that if you got the if you guess the card and the 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 actual face, you would get a bucket of beers. Wow. So if you're like if you're balling, like said ten nine, of diamonds, yeah. and you got it. They bring you a bucket of beers or something. But so you get a chance to drink for free by playing this game. Yeah, and even if you don't, it's like two seventy five a like beer cheap. or something like it's that, which cheap. is the cheapest. But yeah, Dino's is, Dino's is quite the cash. So started there and then just and then we went over. Uh, then we we're like, oh, uh, let's go check out the arts district stuff. And uh, what's funny because I knew I was like, there's breweries over there. We we'll walk through the breweries and I was like, there's antique stores. She's like, well, I'm not really feeling like antique stores. I'm like I'm not either. I just felt like I'd be <laughs> cool and say that there's antique stores in case you wanted to do something different. Uh, then we went uh, grabbed some tacos from Soul Belly Barbecue, which is really good. So they had like this carnitas taco and barbacoa 
that were uh, like their specials, and right. oh my God, they're fantastic. And you could take that and deliver it to Huddle, H-U-D-L, which is a, a another brewery here in town. So we had a couple flights of their beers there, and then so that and the flights, some of them were a little stronger than the other ones. And then then it was feeling good. And I was it was like, oh man, should we go get food or should we take you down to like the Fremont area or something? But I was like, Rebar's right next door. I was like, maybe let's just go over to Rebar and let's get a couple drinks at Rebar. So at what point did you have time to start reflecting on life decisions? That was a couple hours. Okay. A few later. <laughs> later. But yeah, at the end it was just yeah, it was it was a, a it was a soggy mess. And the reason I say that, so like this was a person I've known for twenty some years. Um 20 probably yeah easily 24 25 years mm. something like that this was back when i was doing like computer work i had long hair i was playing in a band you know i was that cool like whatever ago, yeah bro. it was a lifetime ago um this was a person you know messed around with i wouldn't even call that what we did was dating or something but we lived together for a short bit um but it was like now when i think about that time back then all i could think about i didn't know what the fuck i was doing in life at, already at that point, I was already supposed to be in the military, never went into the military, right. so I was still just trying to figure out whatever. Here, I'm thinking, like, maybe the band will be good. Maybe it'll stay with music. And I'm doing this computer stuff. Like, man, this is just be, this will all work out, whatever. And that was when I was still working for this, like, dot-com pre-IPO company. I talked about it every once in a while. Um, this company, uh, we all thought we were going to get rich off our stock options, all this other stuff. Our biggest um, – vendor that we were working with our biggest client was enron oh, wow. so when enron went under it literally took down everything wow. so like our business force was forced to go out so i made it through multiple layoffs and then finally um got got ditched in one of the last bit layoffs before the company eventually just went under that's what prompted me to decide well fuck i've been doing this without having a, a computer degree um i was like maybe i'll go back to school and get my actual computer degree but when I was going back to the computer degree, I was like, dude, all I did was stress out. I was like, what else do I like to do? You know? So I was like, maybe theater. <laughs> and then jazz hands and were then born. And then jazz hands were born. <laughs> and then it was go from going into theater that I started doing the video stuff, which eventually led me. Then I transferred after that to Ohio State and then got my theater degree. But that's where I started working with the that's athletic crazy. department and blah, 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 blah. Here I am now. So I'm so grateful that whatever was decided – you know, that's what got me here. So right. I'll never change that. But there are certain people in your life that you see that you're like, man, if you would have thought back and, and you think like, man, if I would have made a different decision, say if I decided to say, okay, fuck it. I like you. Let's just make something happen. Right. I'm going to stick with you. My life path would have been completely totally different. different, you know, totally than different. it is. But you, so we, that's what it was last night was that's just having those moments of just thinking about like how different your life would be because this person it's like it was like fitting like a glove. Yeah. Like it was like we hadn't we hadn't seen each other in probably maybe eight years or something like that. But literally felt like I that we could have seen each other like yesterday yeah. or something. So you started thinking about that. And you're like, man, I bet we could have been something good if we did something. But I was like, can't even think about. It. She got married now and has kids, all this other shit. But you just think about those different oh, things. things could go Our on. life's path. I knew at that time. Well, actually, I don't, the only thing I knew at that time was like I knew I w was destined for something and I wanted to keep striving for something, whatever that even was at the right. time. Um, so I'm grateful that, you know, that's what eventually led me here. But now when you start getting some, I know where my career is. And then you start thinking about other things. You're like, man, and you start. I think just as you get older, you reflect upon the decisions you make in your life, you know, and that's what got me. And then I was just fucking shit wasted. You know, I've been doing a bunch of beers and did shots and stupid shit. Uh, I mean, we ended the night at Hogs and Heifers, for Christ's sake. You know, 
I was so bummed that the, they never got on the, the bar and actually danced and stuff. I was like, dude, they might ask you to get on the bar. Um, but it was just one of those like weird uh, reflection things because it's just it was hard to not think about how things would have been different if uh, if different choices. And I don't say that for like all the people that I dated or no. messed around, but just certain ones are those ones that you're just like, wow, this was one that I almost wouldn't have been upset if I did make that push. But I know that my life would Who be knows, so yeah. different. Who knows? I'd probably still be in Ohio doing something random or something. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. I mean, I actually, you know. Me leaving the restaurant business to pursue mixed martial arts journalism full time was was crazy. At was, the after, time. was after was yeah. after divorce. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was like and you're that, making mad loot. I was good money, man, yeah. and I made but you know made a decision to do that. But it was you know you think about if if I hadn't had that relationship break up, would I have gone like I'm going to pursue this thing that I always wanted to do and yeah. never did because I was making good money and I had his family to support, you know. So. Uh, you could still wild. be in a restaurant business. I could still be in the restaurant business. You probably would have had a heart attack by now. Oh, my. Easy. Fucking re- food industry stressful. is so stressful. So stressful. It's ridiculous. I did, you know what? I got to get, I got this past week when we were in uh, Florida, uh, our CFSC was working with a, a charity down there, uh, Feed Tampa. And so that, actually, that was so cool. Super, I'd never done that before. We went and fed yeah. the homeless. We fed like 250 people. Um, and and But it was fun because I kicked back into restaurant mode, dude, because yeah. I was out there serving. I saw, I saw you carrying your trays. They, I was like, okay, Everybody okay. was like, look at this dude. He's kicking ass over there. I'm like, bro, I've done this before, man. That's I'm cool back. that you do it because a lot of times they just try to use fighters and stuff like that. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's cool that uh, – yeah, that they – I didn't see. I don't remember seeing Punk in the video. Uh, he had just gotten in. Like he, like he, oh, okay. he, his plane like literally just landed. He just so. timed. He timed that perfectly. <laughs> huh? He's like, he's like, I don't give back to the folks. No, he does. He's good. He does a lot of good in the community. Don't put that out there. He does. <laughs> he had just landed, but in fact, he was like, man, I wish I would have gotten in earlier. I that, they would have really flipped out if he was there. It was cool, man. I, I really enjoyed doing it, man. I'd, I'd never done that before, but I, but I, I, I did switch back in the restaurant. But I, I will say this: I probably, sh- I probably shouldn't be. It was funny because I saw your tweet and I was making fun of you, but at the same time, I was also having a few frosty beverages myself. <laughs> and then if you go look at no, me, it was good that you did. I was like, I was like, thank God, Morgan, fucking. Brought it lighter than like, what it was. My head was in a. I was in a weird space. Oh, that's good. That's good. So it was good. I'm glad I lightened it up a little bit. Yeah, then. that's good. That was uh, good. But you know what's funny is because I'm not one that necessarily tweets a whole lot either. But I ended up going on Twitter at 1 a.m. defending Patty Pimblett. So I mean, here we so, I mean, was it a full moon yeah, last night or something? We busted it. We both did weird stuff. Yeah, it's how there was a headline from MMA Mania that Patty Pimblett downplays Bellator and PFL's legitimate approaches and says 99 out of 100 fighters dream to be in the UFC. And people were trashing them. And I was like, hey, that's actually true. You yeah. know? And I had actually said the same thing earlier in the week, as a so matter of So was it a bad fact. article? Because I didn't actually read that. I didn't think their headline was all that bad. It wasn't, but I, I just saw the headline, and then people were right behind it. You know, people were just trashing yeah. whatever. And so I, I was like, hey, trashing Patty is wrong here. Truthfully, uh, almost all fighters dream of being in the UFC as they start their career. It's the yeah. premier brand. He's right. That's the vision. That said, alternate promotions are viable, absolutely competitive, worth watching. Elite athletes are everywhere. Um, and it is uh, – It is. look, every kid is dreaming of being in the UFC. Then if you get to that opportunity, you may realize, hey, I can actually make more money in PFL. I can actually make yeah. more money in one championship. I can actually make more money in Bellator. Yeah, when you're seeing million-dollar checks getting cut, you're yeah. like, hey – so that's nothing there's there's other but but I think he's right. When people start the dream, they're starting the dream yeah. with UFC in their head, and so that's what I'll, I'll try. But I'll tell you what, man, what I learned in that before I finally had to go to bed. By the way, don't start a Twitter conversation when you're tipsy and need to get to bed because you got a media day the next morning. <laughs> uh, 
But man, people have soured on Patty Pimblet, man. Really? Oh my gosh, everybody was just interesting. Like, yeah, man. I mean, well, plus too, when I looked at the headline, I was like, I'm not going to read the article. I'm sure you know whatever. Um, but I just wondered too if it was like, because one, I didn't think the headline was that bad. But still, that's also one of those cases where I could see sometime where a fighter's like, dude. You kind of combined a, a, an overall interview and combined it into this multiple theme where if you look at the whole scale of what we maybe said, it doesn't really come out to that. You know, like he probably could have said the same fucking thing that you just said. Right. But when you put in a headline, everybody immediately says like, exactly. oh, that's exactly what he said. And it's like, no, that might have been the gist of some part that came out. But but yeah, when I read the headline, I didn't think it was anything crazy bad or whatever. But I thought it was funny that you felt that you had to like. I felt the need to defend Because when, when I read that, I was like. Bro, it's not even that bad. I, I, I don't know. I, it's just a, a couple cocktails. I'm sitting on there. I'm like, don't take the guy out of context. Like, he's not. He, I, he's actually right here. Like, that is what fighters dream of. They make. So, what did people say to you? After uh, that, the people. Some, some people were like, "That's a good point." Other people were like, "No, Patty's an idiot. Like, yeah. he doesn't know." He's Mostly, what people said is did like, "You get any ten push-ups?" Uh, I, I don't know. I mute those right away yeah. if I get those. So I, 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 I wonder that. Did. I just hope that's just finally. Done. No, it's not. People still say it, and I just mute it right away, so I'll never see your tweet again. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I, it's just ridiculous. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so fun night for both of us online and in the cocktail department. Uh, and then here we are today having another beer, frosty beverage, man. Well, yeah. we need to take because today's media day. Just to, for everybody that didn't sit around for the six-hour live stream that I did, was six hours. And so you would say, "Oh, in six hours, you must have interviewed what? Thirty people? 40, 40 people? How many people did we get today? Eight people today. Go coffee. People. Eight people. Co coffee was bitter about that, bro. Was I wasn't the only one bitter. I think everybody else. I just. I think my head just started at the end. I started having a fucking headache. I was like, I just can't deal with it. But when I was even seeing like Alex get upset. Kaplan already left. Others were dipping out, and I was just like, "Wow, everybody's getting a, a little testy." And then I was like, "Well, now I'm getting testy." That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. It was it's uh, and, and listen, it's it's the last thing to really be complaining about. I mean, we just sit in there and talk to fighters, but it was just a long day. So and, brutal. And you probably weren't exactly in, in the I wasn't. Of yeah, no, I don't even day. think my head fully got right back into it at, at all. Uh, I need probably more water and like orange juice or something. But so. instead, we'll crack open the frosted but, beverages. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's do it today. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm, you, don't, you haven't been doing many frosted beverages no. lately. So. Cause, I mean, granted, I, well, I'm just going to – I'll have a couple of these today, and that's about it. But, no, I mean, the goal is to stay – Didn't put in all that hard work. Just yeah. Just put it all back on. You know, if anything else, I'm like, let's just get back at it, you know. But, um, yeah. But every once in a while, I realize, you know, what's the point of living if you don't actually live? You know, like, I don't want to live to just – Work out and watch what I'm eating and do whatever. I mean, she posted that on Twitter, bro. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I already forgot what I said. I probably looked at that tweet a bazillion times and then I finally was just like, just hit tweet or it's never going to go out. <laughs> That's usually how when I finally do something, I look at it over and I'm like, all right, did I fucking misspell anything? I'm Is like, that no. how you talk to yourself in drunk voice, by oh, the way? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> And then I'm like, I don't, I don't understand you. Well, pay attention. I don't understand what's happening. What is that? Dude, party I like for the Simpsons or whatever? Is that a- <laughs> yeah. I woke. I did wake up in the middle of the night, like sort of like like flush. Like my heart was like crazy beating. I woke up. I was like, I was like, dude, am I having like a heart attack? I was like, whoa. I went really hard. I blame the nerd bar when they're a little shitty shot or something. They <laughs> you probably went to, you went to Fremont and the nerd bar, dude. You keep coming nerd up bar. with more spots. I didn't say I went to the nerd bar. Oh my god. They, if you give them a five star review, they give you a free shot. With your drink, so Is I was like, right? I was like, hold on a second. How many reviews phone. you need? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I- I'll make up a new account right now. 
Yeah, so it's funny, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Fremont it was just we hit the. We why, had, why did you get reviewed by Cold Coffee One, Cold Coffee Two, <laughs> Cold Coffee Three, Cold Coffee Four, Cold Coffee this Five? This would have been my UFC Ken account <laughs> last night, which I didn't realize I had like two. I'm given like 280 reviews like on Yelp in Damn. that account. I was like, but you know I think what? it's because when we used man. to when we used to travel and stuff. I used like to always that. say I wanted to do it more because like when we were traveling a lot, you're looking for someplace cool to go. And yeah. like, these are actually helpful. Well, what's funny now is like Google. Uh, you know, not that they're already not spying on you. If you have like your location, or even when you take photos, like it usually tags the location or whatever. I have things pop up now. It's like, hey, what did you think about blah 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 that you went last week? And I was like, where did I go? And I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, that one restaurant. I was like, how? What the fuck, phone? <laughs> it popped. I'm like, are you sure you don't want to review the blah blah blah? I'm like, uh, wow. I guess so. Okay, let me let me put a review. I was like, how did you know that? But yeah, they're tracking everything. But uh, but yeah, I thought it was pretty funny that I, I had. Added another random uh, review, but it was worth shot. And it's funny when it came out in the little cup. It was like a like one of those just plastic cups that you probably get like a twelve ounce beer, and it was just at the very bottom. And I was like, "Bro, come on!" Yeah. And then we went to Hogs and Effers, and those fine ladies gave us a proper pour. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's funny. She's like, "I don't know if I want to do shots," and I was like, "Come on!" And then we ended up doing a shot, and I was <laughs> <Okay>, like, "Everybody." <laughs> Yeah, she sounded like Marty T. She's like, I don't know, Kenny. I'm like, we should probably do another shot. Oh, too funny. They had man. the PBR pounders there, though, so props oh. to that. The only thing about that is cash only bar. I was like, who oh, has yeah, cash? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, I never carry cash. Luckily, she had cash. So, hogs and heifers, being hogs and heifers, like, they will berate you, they will tease you, they will do whatever, but they love the women. Yep. So, like, the women, they're always like, dude, get on the bar. And if somebody takes their camera, there's even signs that say, put your fucking phones away. Like, if the women get on the bars and somebody takes their phone out, unless you're with them, and even then, they usually, you're like, bro, put your phone away. They don't want when these these people that come to Vegas and want yeah. to just let loose, just have fun. get fucking wasted and just have fun, dance on the bar, take your bra off, do whatever. And the last thing you want is somebody to get in trouble or somebody to be, you know, shamed because somebody's out there doing it. They're just Absolutely. like, dude, just enjoy it. Just enjoy smile the moment. Don't put post, your fucking phone don't away. Don't post pictures of your friends on social media. Yeah. You, I mean, that's just, come yeah. on, that's man code right there. So when we get there and I had no cash, so the first round, uh, she's like, oh, I got this. And the bartender looked at me. She's like, she's like, what? What's this? I was like, ah, sugar mama. And she's like, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, I got off easy right there. I was like, I thought she was going to bust my balls, you know. That's great. But again, you know, because I never have cash and I was just like, it's crazy. And I guess they're always going to be cash only. I'm not sure what the deal is with that, but. Um, it's mean, worth it. If you, come, if you guys are going down and you ever go to Fremont, it's it's right next to Pizza Rock, which is you've ranted and raved about Pizza Rock oh, before. Pizza Rock is just delicious pizza. But it's right about where if you're like right next to the D. <laughs> I think it's the D uh, uh, Casino or one of the ones. But if you look to the right, it's just sort of – it's not underneath the big Fremont hood. It's off to the side. But uh, Hogs and Heifers, it's just kind of – if you don't know what that is – it's kind of like think about Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly. That's the exactly movie Coyote it Ugly. It's kind of like Coyote Ugly, but um, but Vegas version. Mm -hmm. But it's so good. But yeah, that's where we ended well, last night. And I was, was like, I haven't been there forever, and I was like, oh my god, just a mini bar crawl. That just just a for little hours mini bar and hours crawl. What's funny? Even the guy at the door, he was like, whoa, a local. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, she's a tourist. But he was like, I was like, I was like. Are you shame? Are you kind of moderately, moderately like shaming me? Like, bro, locals don't go here. Or maybe he was giving me props. I don't know. Who knows? At that point, I couldn't you tell. Could. <laughs> I'm surprised you can even understand it. You're like, <laughs> 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 
She's my sugar mama. Oh, man. Too yeah. funny. Well, if you can tell by the conversation we're having so far, UFC Fight Night 223, not exactly the most stacked lineup. Yeah. Not giving us a lot of storylines to talk about. <coughs> uh, obviously, Song Yudong and uh, Ricky Simone in the main I mean, event. The Yudong storyline is the only thing that really rises. They're, oh, to the top. I see what you did there. <laughs> I, 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 I see what you did there. Goodness. I mean, it's just right in your face. The Yudong's right in your face. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, it is a key band weight matchup. Obviously, it wasn't originally expected to be a main event. Uh, it's it's one of those this divisions so deep that neither one of these guys is really going to take a step forward. It's like this is the number one contender. Song said, "Hey, you know, I think I should get a top five fight next if I if I win this fight." And there's an argument to be made for that. Um, he did just come off the setback, of course. He did kind of joke. He joked in English today, but it was funny. You always, hey, what kind of lessons did you take out of it? He was like, don't get cut early in the fight. Yeah. I was like, that's okay. You got Not only are you speaking English, but you kind of got some jokes, too. Dude, I was I was so proud of him, man. Like, And, and I think we had heard that in the past that, yep. that he had been, when he'd been training better. and stuff, you know, like that he was talking in English and he could understand a lot better. I thought he was really smart about letting the questions come just to make sure yep. that he had a good grasp on it. In fact, we've recommended that before, and I yeah. think that is smart. Even if you're going to try to speak in a second language, double-check that you got the question just right. Let your interpreter go ahead and, and, and say the question so you know 100% you yep. got it that right. you're answering the right yep. question. Yep. Um, but I, I thought it was great. But, yeah, I was, I was just literally – I was taken aback by that. I was like, holy shit. I was like, we're doing this in English? You know? So that was good. Good for him. You don't rose – to the occasion. Just have to have it there. We did get a good kick out of seeing Ricky Simone's pen, pen tweet, which uh, I believe is something to the effect of, uh, Yudong isn't as big as I thought or something yeah. like that. And His I, face at the end was so funny because, like, I was so surprised nobody went there. Nobody went there. I was like, oh, wow, we got out. And then I saw you reach for your microphone. <laughs> and and you I was, exactly like, where I was, I was going. like, oh, it's going. It's going. And then when you did it, and his face lit up like – you could tell he knew what he he knew he knew the game of and he course. played along with it. And he actually was like, "Oh, I know what you want to hear. Is that what you want to hear?" You know. But uh, dude, he was in good spirit. Ricky Ricky Simone was in good spirit. I too. do feel awfully terrible about making fun of anybody's name or making jokes surrounding yeah. about anybody's name. But I'm also incredibly immature, and I just have to. Yeah. Do well, it. now that his English is getting better and better, he's in on the joke. Yeah. He already knows what's up. He knows. He knows what's up. Uh, key matchup there. I mean, it's like I said, it wasn't the expected main event. Um, you know, the rest of the car. We talked to Kyle Ohio, Mihail Oleksychuk. You know, that could be a fun fight. Mihail obviously he's got brings a ton of power to the game, especially since he's moved down to 85, where he says. You know, I, I think I'm ready to contend. He kind of said, look, you know, my time at 205 gave me a lot of experience facing bigger, stronger, more powerful guys, and I think I'm ready now. Um, but Kyle Bahio, uh, a lot better uh, grappling than he has and a lot better wrestling, so I think this is going to be kind of a clash of styles to see who can uh, who can do what, basically. Uh, a little bit of a storyline with Cody Brundage and Hadolfo Vieira. Of course, uh, Cody Brundage was scheduled to fight Hadolfo before, Adolfo withdrew from the fight for kind of undisclosed reasons. I, to be honest with you, I think at the time I thought that it was like some weight management issues. Obviously, Adolfo's had some things happen uh, over the years, but um, he said no, he suffered an, uh, a rib injury in the absolute like last seconds of his training camp and had to pull out, and he's back. Um, and, and they put the matchup back together, and, and Cody kind of said, well, I kind of – I kind of hesitated. Like, I didn't know. I mean, this guy is, you know, he withdrew from our fight. He's withdrawn from other fights as well. 
Um, and and I, I wasn't sure if I should take it, but ultimately, you know, I, I didn't want to turn the UFC down, and so I took it. Hadolfo, for his part, did say, look, I'm 100%. I'm here. I'm good to go. He looked to be in good spirits, um, so hopefully no issue there. Uh, so a little bit of a storyline there. And then, of course, Julian Arosa versus Fernando Padilla were the other two that we talked to today. Um, Julian Arosa, the veteran, Fernando Padilla, making his UFC debut, signed for the UFC like two years ago, um, but was having some visa issues, and he had to delay – his debut for, for two years, and now he gets himself on the main card. He got to do some media right away. Um, if It was the first time I had met Fernando Padilla. First of all, that, this is about the friendliest dude I've ever met. He walked around and, like, shook everybody's yeah, hand was, and thing, cool. and he was, you know, so happy to be there. You could tell he's one of those guys that's really, like, a fan of the sport and, and yeah. you know, knows everything about it. So he came and shook all of our hands and talked about his storyline, and, you know, he comes from Mexico, and so there were some issues, like I said, with his visa and um, but it was kind of interesting to hear him talk about, you know, like he just stayed the course, and I thought he really had the right attitude. Now, financially, I don't know how tough this was for him because I asked him, like, did you think maybe during this two years, like, maybe I go fight somewhere else? Like, maybe the UFC will let me pick up a paycheck if I go somewhere else, you know? But obviously that would be very risky because if you got that paycheck um, but, but maybe you lost, you know, then I'm, I'm sure you'd give away that UFC deal. They, 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 at that point, you're tainted goods to them, right? So they're not going to keep you just because they signed you uh, if you go out and, you know, lose two fights in the regional scene or something. And he said, no, you know, I, I, I knew what I was going to do. I knew this is where I was supposed to be, and so I just stayed the course. I used the time to get better. You know, sometimes you hear when guys are having problems, it's hard for them to stay focused. It's hard for them to stay in the gym. Um, and he said, no, man, I just absolutely used that time to get better and to improve myself and make myself even better. And on paper, it could be a really fun fight. They're both uh, six-foot-one featherweights um, that both kind of like to scrap a little bit. Julian Rosa always talks about how he's trying to better his game and trying to uh, be more patient and let the fight kind of unfold in front of him. Then he basically says, and then I get hit and I just start brawling. And he's like, <laughs> you know, I, I just can't help it. Yeah, so, we've heard that one before. Well, yeah. So I guess, you know, nothing incredibly intriguing from the eight folks we talked to today. Those were kind of storylines that were out there. I yeah. guess, did you take away anything from any of the eight that, that stuck with you, whether it be a quote or an attitude or a, or anything that just like, ah, that, that one stood out no, to me? No, I mean, I think what I did think about was that everybody looked on point. Like, everybody looked in shape. Everybody looked in good spirits, you know? I mean, um, maybe it's just because of the weight classes. There was no real sort of struggling weight classes for any of the guys that were here. But, no, I thought everybody looked pretty good. I mean, we probably could have had less people there <laughs> today. But, honestly, um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by the main event. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I guess the co-main is actually pretty good, too. But, I mean, when I look down the rest of the card, I mean, this is definitely one of those cards where it's like, yeah, you know, there's definitely some good fights or whatever. But um, A lot of late replacements. Yeah, a lot, you know, we, even had we, that, had a, we had a replacement in the middle of the, of the yeah, day. Yeah, which is crazy because, I mean, I was really – I love seeing Kelleher fight, you know. And I'm not sure what the undisclosed injury. I started seeing some other little sort of tweet things I didn't really read. I know he was supposed to have some other um, – info came out i'm not sure if that came out but the gist that i was getting either from our slack channel or whatever saying like might be that to the effect of somebody saying there might be an injury like a career ending sort of like well so here's so here's injury. what he, he tweeted and because I, I saw the tweet too and i like brian keller a lot you know yeah. him and i have that kind of shared history where yeah you know he had the flight to brazil and he was kind of a few afraid of flying but we happened to be on the same plane and so we talked and like at the time, I was balling status, and I was trying to get the flight attendant to give him a better seat and yeah. all this stuff. But So we had that kind of shared history. So I've always been a fan of his because of that kind of relationship or whatever. But So it worried me, too, when I saw the tweet. And he said, before you say some shit, I will release a statement sometime in the near future. Out of my control, the UFC advised this and will not allow me to fight. More details to come. Yeah. Very unfortunate news. So, uh, I mean, obviously, it's tough to read into that. There's not a yeah. lot of details there. 
but it does sound like a medical issue. I mean, yeah. now you start when like, the UFC is starting to stop it, you know, is there I mean, brain scans? Is there, is there heart yeah. rhythms? Did something come out? Did something yeah. come up? So, um, man, hopefully, I, I'm reading too much into this. Um, but it's it was unfortunate to hear that. I guess the bright side of that for for Marcus McGee is that means he gets to step in on short notice yeah. and fight Journey Newsom, and that'll be a 140 pound catchweight. But yeah, uh, I, I will say I think, um, and it always helps when you do some interviews and you talk to some guys. I mean, Josh Quinlan, uh, obviously he yeah. got a, he got a new opponent as well, and Trey Waters, but he's an undefeated guy that can be very yeah, exciting. Looking forward to see how he looks. I, I do too. Um, the one I think that stands out that we were all kind of talking about was was Cody Durden. And Charles Johnson, those two guys have been chirping back and forth yeah. a little bit at each other. Charles Johnson actually uh, came into the to the room and was like, "Y'all, y'all, y'all should have been talking to me. We're the, <laughs> we're the people's main event." And uh, and those two guys have been uh, chirping at each other a little bit. They're both you know promising some violence and promising to teach each other some lessons. So um, yeah, that one's that one's the one that stands out to me. And hopefully, don't uh, we didn't uh, you didn't jinx uh, Haley Cohen. Well, I wasn't going to say anything. But <laughs> Is it Cohen or Cowan? Uh, uh, Cowan, I believe. Cowan. Uh, hopefully, I got that right. I think it's Haley Cowan. All hail Haley Cowan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I said it. In the, I said thing, it in the man. media room because she walked by. We saw her walk by, and I said it there. And you kind of joked that I was jinxing her, so I wasn't going to repeat it. But since you already yeah. threw it out there, I was like, "Yeah, is she actually going to get to fight him?" And she's had this scrapped UFC debut twice now. Yeah. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, no, we can't put that in the universe. But since it was already out in the universe, that's I mean, hard to. I, I can't take it back, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I hope I hope to see that one because yeah, I mean that is a very very anticipated fight of the night. A good start of the card. Yes, it is. It starts at a good high point. Uh, so ESPN two and ESPN plus for the prelims and ESPN plus only for the main card. I believe it's a four thirty Eastern start and then seven for the main uh, card. I, I didn't realize Jake was back at the heavyweight. I thought he was fighting lightweight this year. Jake Collier, yeah. he's all <laughs> the prototype baby. He goes everywhere. I love he's it. He's like I'm gonna try lightweight. I love it, man. Yeah, he's, he's fun, and he's fun to watch. I, I like watching him fight. Yep. I think he's got a, could be a fun fight. That's a tough fight. You yeah. know how it's it, with the heavyweights, you're either gonna get something real fun or something not so fun. Or something not so fun. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how this one all plays out. Um, yeah. Uh, just to be honest, it's just not it's not the biggest fight car. We'll be there covering it. Um, so we'll have all the uh, you know reactions and stuff if you're watching. If I'm if I'm gonna be honest, um, man, the, the the big fight card this week to me is BKFC 41. Man, the bare knuckle card. Well, I mean, I didn't look deep into the card. I mean, I was stuck. Just uh, that just fucking the main event is just like. Ball's crazy. I mean, like, that's just nuts. It really is, man. Obviously, this is uh, Mike Perry versus Luke Rockhold. Uh, the co-main event is Chad Mendes versus Eddie Alvarez. So you look at those two matchups right there on paper. It's all guys that we're all very familiar with, all very accomplished mixed martial arts uh, fighters. So um, excited for that. Now, if you keep going deeper, uh, Christine Fajeda versus Beck Rawlings. I know a personal favorite of yours. Yep, She's yep, always yep. a trip. Ben Rothwell is on there against Josh Copeland. Oh boy! I mean, Chris Camozzi is in there against Dan Spawn. So I mean, there's some there's there's some MMAs. Now I will point out that this one is a pay per view. This one is not included in the in the subscription. I believe if you have a subscription, there's a discount code um, that may get you the pay per view a little bit cheaper. I, I, don't quote me on that, but I believe I heard that was the case. Um, I think it was actually Ben Rothwell that told me that. Um, but it is a pay-per-view. But, I mean, you look at those names that we just laid out, and I think that's one that you kind of understand why it's going to be a, a pay-per-view card. Yeah, that's, um, a, that's some big fights. It really is. And, and the thing is, if you're going to pay these people, man, you got to get that money from somewhere, and I think that's gonna they're going to cr- try to recover a little bit. Um, what is the pay-per-view price? I believe it's forty nine ninety nine. 
So it's steep. It is steep, but look at who you're getting on there. True, true. But man, I I think when you just used to like paying what five bucks a month or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden you're gonna drop like it's almost hard. a year's cost in in one event. It is. It is. Hard. I mean, there's a big one, which makes you think that these guys are at least getting some good money or something. But yeah, I mean, top to bottom, it's it's a really really good card. But yeah, that's that's. I think it's uh I think it's it's it, the main card starts at basically the same time uh the main card does for the USC although I think the USC should be wrapped up by the time the the featured events are out there so uh, I'll put that on your radar if you're not a BKSC fan this might be the week that you, you that you think about watching it uh it's I think it's the bigger card with the bigger names and it is I agree it's hard it's hard to it's hard to deny that it's compelling sure. uh Mike Perry I, I talked to Mike Perry uh earlier in the week man he's obviously confident Mike Perry is just thriving over in BKSC number one he just has to throw hands you know he doesn't have yeah. to worry about everything else and, and Man, you get to really see his personality, right? Like they totally embrace. You know, he talked about it, man. I like putting on the fancy shorts and you know the robe and the what, you know, just putting the whole in there. And you know, he's going to be facing a, a size discrepancy in Luke Rockhold, who's the naturally larger guy. But you know, when you think of Luke Rockhold, I, I personally, when I think of Luke Rockhold's best weapons, first of all, I think about his grappling. I think he has phenomenal grappling. And secondly, even in the striking department, I think about those powerful kicks that he has more than I think about the hands that he throws. Um, so even though Luke's the naturally bigger guy, he also doesn't have any experience in bare knuckle, which everybody we talk to in bare knuckle says it takes a little bit of an adjustment period to try yeah. to figure out how you throw and how you punch and the rhythm of all that. And, uh, I, I think I'm leaning towards Mike Perry here, even though he's, you know, the smaller guy. I think the experience, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. And, I, and I mean, I think he's got great power. And, I mean, like, Luke, has, it's always been – it's one thing if he has that range, but it's always been his legs as well. That's half the battle. Right. So I'm with you. I think I would lean that – I'd lean the same way. Chad Mendes and Eddie Alvarez. I think Chad Mendes is teasing maybe this is his last fight. Um, Eddie Alvarez, of course, man, a, a gamer. You know he's going to come in there scrap. This one, too, is uh, – because, man, when I think about Eddie, I think about a guy that always gets hit but always shows what heart and what chin he has, you know, battling back from tough spots. But, man, Chad Mendes, especially, you know, moving up in weight. and, and do, I mean, he's got that power, man. And, and so I, I think I, I probably lean um, Chad Mendes in this one. But I think this could be a phenomenal because Eddie Alvarez, I mean, the dude scraps. He was, he, he's a, he's a, per, a perfect sign. And he just doesn't give up. I mean, when it comes to toughness, I, mean, I think Alvarez will literally let you beat the shit out of him before he quits. There's yeah. no quit in the dude. Yep. So, you know, you, I happen to think that Mendez probably has, I don't know, just maybe a little more endurance and maybe a little bit more power when he needs it. But, you know, the, th the crazy thing about that sport is like dudes, when you throw too hard and depending on how they block it and defend it, if you hurt your hand, it's a whole, it's a whole game changer, you know. So you never know. He could – Hurt himself, and Alvarez could pull something out. But if I had to take an initial pick by two, I'd say I think I'd pick Mendes as well. I would too. Um, so I'm interested. I'll be watching everything. Uh, I, I will say I did talk to Ben Rothwell as well. Ben Rothwell uh, is an interesting situation going in that um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the absolute best. Um, ben Rothwell is, is earlier this week when I talked to him, which I believe was just uh, no, it was Monday. I think when I talked to him. Yeah, it was Monday when I talked to him. Um, did not know what weight the fight was going to be at because heavyweight had just been kind of open weight. You know, he was like 300 pounds for his last fight, and he talked about how much different that made for him because he didn't have to worry about cutting. He didn't have to die down. He was full of energy. And I guess BKFC is kind of in the process of trying to institute maybe like a 285-pound a cap for the heavyweight division, and I, I guess that was all kind of still being discussed. So I don't know at this point if that's been worked out or not. I know Ben said he was trying not to let um, 
Try not to let it distract him. You know what I mean? Try not to let it bother him. He's like, look, the good thing is if I do have to cut to 285, like it's not that hard for me to cut. You know, if I'm walking around at 300 at this weight, I can shed 15 pounds. So he's trying not to let it distract him a little bit. He's also facing a late notice of, uh, uh, opponent in, in Josh Copeland. Um, ironically, it was pretty wild. He said his previous opponent uh, just didn't want to fight in Denver and basically messaging him. And he was like, yeah, people were saying there was an injury, but his opponent like messaged him and said, no, I just didn't want to fight in Denver, which I thought was kind of funny. I guess I appreciate the honesty, but I don't know that I would <laughs> admit that to everybody. Yeah, right. But, but Ben Rothwell said something that I, that I hadn't really thought about BKSC, and it, it may seem like a, like a silly thing, but you know, when you deal with a late-notice uh, opponent change in MMA, it can be quite significant. You know what I mean? It can really affect and, – and I asked him here, and obviously – Ben's been doing this combat sports game for over 20 years. So I just asked him, I'm like, hey, you know, opponent change here. Was that an adjustment for you? And he's like, man, the good thing about this sport, he was like, you can do two things. You can throw a left hand and you can throw a right hand. You know, like certainly, okay, yeah, some people have a little bit more tendencies. They move a different way. But, you know, it's not like MMA where, like, you know, I'm spending a whole camp training for a striker and then the late notice guy comes in and it's a wrestler or it's a jujitsu guy. And you're like, damn, dude, that throws off everything. He's like, guess what? We're still going to go in there and box, and this dude's still going to come at me with, you know, two hands. And it's funny because I pull up Instagram, and Rothwell is at the top of my list. That thing he cl- he posted a clip two hours ago of him just literally destroying a dude in the BKSC That's case. Amazing. His debut. Dude, that's – I mean, he is built for uh, fucking Oh, his, BKSC, his knockout dude. was insane. Yeah, oh, that dude, he just dude, literally watched it again. He is just brutal, dude. It's perfect for him. I mean, that is – and I love, and again, it, you know, these guys that in the last couple times we've maybe seen them in the octagon didn't maybe have the best outcomes or they had decent outcomes or something like that. They they go over there and they thrive, you know, mm-hmm. and they're able to make, you know, good money and do this stuff. So I'm so happy for him. And he's always been like super cool, dude. It's weird because, you know, sometimes he looks like he's not not into it and he's not having a good day and he kind of just like meet, has this frown on his face but when you get him talking he's like the nicest dude ever. The nicest dude. Yeah. <laughs> he really is, man. It's pretty awesome. I, I told him, it was funny after we got done with the interview I, I did tell him I was like, hey, I was like, you know, uh, on record, um, uh, you know, uh, we don't cheer for anybody, but I can tell you, the old school crew all cheers for you, yeah, man. You know, everybody wants awesome. to see you do good. You know, and he's like, oh, I appreciate it. You know, we've been around for a long time. So, yeah. So it's cool, man. So, that's good shit. I think that's the one. I, I'll, I'll have it pulled up on my computer. Uh, yeah. When you there. when you lay it out like that, and you look at like the names and the faces, it's hard to not say that the BKFC. I mean, just I mean, just even in terms of maybe not. The most technical, but in terms of like tearing at your fucking heartstrings oh, of like guys dude. you want to win, guys you easily, watch fight, guys. easily BFC. I'm telling you, man. So this, you know, look again, forty nine ninety nine, not cheap, but yeah, you know, cheap. if you can maybe you know pull it together with a couple people, or if you can, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, maybe you can f- find some. I don't know if any place shows it commercially. I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But if you can find some, I think this is one. This you think one, that would be? A, why not? Yeah, well, you sometimes know, they, they just got to have I'm looking at you, deals. B-dubs. Yeah. Can't you just dial up B-dubs and tell them? Or they'd be putting on, is this the same night as the UFC? Film? It is the same night. But I, I don't know. think they show ESPN Plus in B-dubs most True. of the time. So um, they definitely do the pay-per-views. There you go. Um, yeah, maybe maybe check it out. See what you're going to do. Uh, all right, listen, we will have full coverage of it. Like I said, uh, patreon.com. If you like what you listen to, make sure you join us. Over there, for as little as $3 a month, you can help support the show. Uh, and, of course, it does give you exclusive access to the and a half episodes where we wrap up all the UFC action each and every week, which is pretty much each and every week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, give join a, us over there. Yes, we have to make sure we give a shout-out to Hector Castro, who joined the family last week. Uh, 
we were gone. We were separated. Right? We, we were. So we weren't able to, to, right. to make sure that we gave Hector his big shout out. But we didn't forget to Hector, bro. Welcome. Hector came in at the producer level. He's coming in just Baller. as a stud. Right coming in balling. Coming in ball. Even though he's, he's still got an AOL address. So I'm wondering if he's using all of his money instead <laughs> of getting that real internet <laughs> to join us. <laughs> I tease, Hector. I wonder if he's still got those discs. They still send him the CDs out. Like, hey, you get free 24 hours of internet. So too funny. Most Prodigy. of the people that probably like don't even the remember that. They don't even understand what you're talking about. Like, hasn't it always been unlimited? No. No, it was not. No, it you was had not. To, you had a, it used a to be by the hours, by the fucking hours of internet. Good had. lord, we it's old changed. Dog. Yeah, it's changed a Thomas, lot. Thomas changing. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, so that's what we got. Have well, that was when you still had dial-up. Shit took forever to download. Oh, it's like we only got so much. Don't cut, use it all. Like the, the devil's air raid or whatever. The sound <laughs> of that thing connecting, man. Oh gosh, crazy. Uh, all right, listen. Um, yeah, we'll have full coverage. Uh, we'll have a wrap up of the end of half episode uh, next week. I'm actually going to go to Denver, so of I will course be you in. Are. I will be in uh, in there for the one championship debut, so expect full coverage out there. We'll do a show from out there. Um, see if uh, I don't know who's making the trip out there, so we'll see if there's some other other media that can maybe corral into doing a, a preview of one championship. It's their of course their U.S. debut, so a big one for them. And of course, you go see 288 is happening next week as well. Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo. We'll certainly talk about that and everything that. Uh, is teeing up on that because that looks like it's going to be a I'm, – I'm excited for that fight. I, I really am. It's going to be – you know, card taking some heat, but Bilal Muhammad, Gilbert Burns stepped in to give it a solid co-main, and, you know, I think it's going to I think it's going to still be fun. I think it's going to still be fun. Tonight, though, as soon as we leave here, I'm going to a Las Vegas Lights game. So I'm yeah. excited. My first one of the season, the, uh, the local soccer team here is actually playing an MLS squad tonight, Real Salt Lake. It's part of the – uh, I believe it's called the Lamar Hunt Cup now. It used Did to be you get the, the U.S. Pool Open Cup. Feet? Got the pool. <laughs> got the pool. My kid is volunteering. It's so bougie. You're My like, kid, you're look, once bougie, always bougie. This you can't is, go back look, from the pool. It's the best VIP <laughs> thing you can do, right? All right. Uh, in fact, I, I've already I've already reserved a pool for July 4th as well. Oh, actually, wow. It's actually, oh, wow. <clears throat> fireworks and everything. I can't remember if it's on July 4th if it's or if it's earlier in the week, but it's the Tuesday of International Fight Week. Um, and I, I think we're trying to get our man Simon Head over here, and I told him he's got to come and, and come hang out. But if you go to a lights game, if, if you're going to go and you want to do it the right way, first of all, it's only like 10 bucks for tickets, so it's cheap to get in. But if you want to step your game up a little it bit. Is, it is Tuesday, July 4th. Tuesday, July 4th. So yeah. uh, Independence Day, or I'm sure uh, Simon Head will call it like Trader's Day or yeah. Treason <laughs> Day or something like that. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> you, you, you pay 50 bucks, and you get up to four people that can sit there, and they put a little kiddie pool full of water like right on the sidelines. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about like three – Three yards, Like you can maybe. get hit by a ball. Well, you can easily go. Oh, the ball rolls over there all the <laughs> yeah. time. You got to, like, pick it up and throw it to the player to throw it back <laughs> in or whatever. That's awesome. Um, so we always get that. And then you just bring, you bring like, a lawn chair and you, like, kick your feet off and grab your cold beer and you're sitting right there next That's to the awesome. game. It's fun. So my kid's actually going to uh, volunteer as a ball boy tonight. So he's, awesome. he's going to be out there do working they have, on the field. So do they – do they bring? Uh, do servers go by the the, the pool thing? They don't. That would. That, so you have to actually. Be, yeah, you have to go get it. So that's oh, the one. I know. Geez. It's not really that VIP. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me walk to the beer center. I need to talk to them. I'm like, um, can you just bring the beer yeah. to me? Like, I promise, I will tip enough to send through college. Like, just <laughs> I will. Make just keep me them not coming to me. So I'm gonna go do that tonight. Uh, are you, I guess, uh, mini bar crawl uh, no, lined up again? No, 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 no. I'm gonna be good. I <laughs> might even go to bed early tonight just to make up for it. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, listen. Uh, I gotta run. 
schedule's tight because we got stuck there so long in the Apex. Oh, I got to go pick up my family, head down to Cashman Field, go Las Vegas Lights. Tough one tonight. First time ever in, in club history facing an MLS squad. That's awesome. Uh, What's the squad? Uh, Real Salt Lake. Ooh, Real Salt Lake. They're so be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, if you're a soccer fan like me, it's it's a tall order tonight. But hey, their stadium is awesome. Big things. I, I think. Well, the, I guess it's a few year, a few years old now. I mean, there's there's was another one that oh, was Real built Salt specifically. Yeah, specific. For, yeah, for soccer. Specific. Yeah, when you go up there, for, you see it when you, you drive out there. When, yeah. when you go up there for. Uh, I haven't been able to been in, go into the new crew one that was a, a soccer specific yep. one that they built for that one. I hear that one's really nice too. But it's so fantastic that you know how it's grown in the states, and I'm sure. Simon Head and all the other guys are going to be like, ha, 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 whatever. You, you guys, you you guys think team. you have something here, you know. Uh, but still, whatever. It's grown a lot. But, uh, yeah, that the lights, is it's pretty fun. Awesome. It's been a while since I've been there. Well, everybody, enjoy what you're doing this week. If you want to tune in for USC, we'll be there. If you want to watch BKFC, I'd probably recommend doing that this particular <laughs> weekend. And uh, either way, we'll be around. And uh, most importantly, thanks for listening.